0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fuel Your Fandom podcast. My name is Saint. Thanks for joining us again, sticking around. Uh, A couple bits of information. Again, I always say you can find a list of where our podcast is available on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Fuel Your Fandom. You can go to our anchor page, anchor.fm forward slash Fuel Your Fandom. But we are available on uh, most of the reputable sources for podcasting, Apple, Google, And Spotify. So if you're looking, we're there. If you're listening, I guess you don't have to look. You know where the hell to find me. So uh, we also have a new uh, website, still working on it, still getting it updated, Uh, FuelYourFandom.net. That's where you can also go to listen to all of the episodes once I get everything to do what it is the hell it's supposed to do. Um, Just got my artwork in, Uh, so we're going to be updating the website and the Facebook group and all of that with the new... Artwork provided by Fedora Monkey Studios, uh, my good friend Eric. Uh, so we're going to get all that. So there's going to be some T-shirts and hats and stuff coming as soon as I can conceivably get them made. So looking forward to that. So, uh, but today uh, I am with uh, someone who, over the course of the last, I want to say it's been something like eight years. Five seems eight like years, about thirty-eight years. Thirty-eight. Well, I mean, you have gone considerably more gray in the preceding time frame. You know, that's all colored in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with uh, my good friend Ray Hayden. Ray, how you doing?
1: I'm doing damn fine, Saint. Um and I'm uh, I'm honored that you asked me to be uh to be a part of your podcast. Um for the, for those of you out there listening, um he did not pay me to be on his podcast. I actually think he does a great job and he's a fantastic artist that he did pay me for. Okay. Which by the way that check bounced. We'll talk about that later. I'll hit you up on PayPal. Huh? I'll get you on PayPal. You get me on going. PayPal, okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm glad to be here, brother.
0: Well, uh, and and thank you for letting me into your home and let me play tug of war with your dog once he finally stopped barking at me.
1: You realize that wasn't tug of war, right? What was that? When he was when he when he ripped your big toe off? Oh well, he was trying to kind of gently let you know that um, not okay, not okay, get out. <laughs> no, John Snow loves the Saint. John Snow just forgot who I was for
0: a minute. And and uh, he he's he's a big guy. He's big. He has got big. But uh, Ray Hayden, uh, for those of you who may or may not know, is uh, Raymond Hayden of various different musical projects, uh, Monsters in the Dark. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Grieve the Astronaut, uh, and of course Raymond Hayden himself.
1: So that's me. And strangely all right now. Strangely all right. That's right. This, this news is already out there. But I, I was telling you earlier uh, when you got here that I'm uh, um, I'm taking a hiatus for this season at least with my wife's band. I was playing keyboards, um piano and organ in my wife's country band, Jessica Lynn. Uh just my day job uh is is too taxing right now and and my responsibilities responsibilities during the day uh, really lie there, so doing that. But uh yeah, uh, Monsters in the Dark is a uh, is a showcase band where we invite a bunch of different artists. Um Grieve the Astronaut is my baby, obviously, grievetheastronaut.com. And then Raymond Hayden. And then my main project, though, is uh, Strangely All Right, as you know. I do know, and I've been to— Because you've a, supported us. I
0: have. I've been to—what uh, was it? Uh, the least— recent release party. The most party. recent one was the release party yeah? for Stuff. You and your
1: wife both came to yeah, that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you guys always put on a hell of a party, so I really enjoy
1: it. Have you heard the new Stuff yet? Is that a, a is Very that a Pink floyd The new Stuff. Ah, uh, sorry. That's great because our last album was called Stuff. Yeah. Dang it, that gets me every time. Seriously, yeah. I have not heard anything. I'll of have to share yet. that with you. It's called Inside a Place. It's it's nine minutes and fifteen seconds long. Is that all? That's all. That's short for like Metallica. I, exactly. Sorry. Yeah. The, it's not. It's not for whom the bell tolls or. Like that.
0: <laughs> we and and Ray just released a, a CD. I want to say it was like four months ago, something like that.
1: About that, yeah, November. November 23rd. You want to hear a funny little thing about that? Is Sure. I didn't start playing keyboards until November 23rd, 1986. Really? And I don't know why that day stood out. Probably because it was a, a, a damn big change in my life. I've been a musician my whole life, but that's when I started playing keyboards over in Europe and Germany. And Was that with Ambition? That was with Ambition. But I do uh, my homework. Uh, yeah, November 23rd was the day I started playing, and that's when Interesting. I put the album out. So it's either a really good omen, or it's it's God's way of going, well. will you had a good run, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and what'd you do before you played uh, keyboards? Oh, I was a mercenary. No. You ever seen Reservoir Dogs? I have. Yeah, that was me. Oh my god! You know, the guy who said I'm a cop at the end—that <laughs> wasn't me. The guy that was point get- No, I'm just kidding. No, um, before <laughs> Kevin's like, oh god, this is gonna be a long one. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> what did I do before that? Um, so basically, growing I mean like growing up, or just like the synopsis?
2: Well, I mean like.
1: Musically speaking, specifically. Oh, musically. I was, I was a brass player.
0: Oh, you play brass?
1: Yeah, I've been in oh, tour right. bus since I was nine and drumming bugle corps. Oh, wow. So I was a geek, man. No, First cool. song I ever played was Sir Duke by uh, uh, Stevie Wonder. Gosh. And then um, Fantasy by Earth, Wind & Fire um, as a trumpet player. Um, and then just um, years later when I was in the Army overseas, parents had divorced and wanted to get out of town and got went over to Europe and... Um, literally got hooked up with this guitar player guy who we're still friends to this day James and uh, uh, Some a friend of ours hooked us up and you know me playing you know uh, Chameleon on trumpet by Maynard Ferguson and him playing eruption by Eddie Van Halen Didn't really work so well. So we were laughing as we were walking out of the music center Which by the way was right outside the our barracks in Germany Um, somebody was had a Polaroid if you're young and don't know what a Polaroid is, look it up. <laughs> anyway, um No, that's that retro keyboard. ship. It's coming back. Is it okay, no, okay no, cool? Sure. Um but uh yeah, someone was selling a keyboard and that's that's basically the gist of it. I was joking, said, Ah, screw it, I'll buy the keyboard, we'll start a band together, we'll call it Ambition. And um as you know, what happens when mass quantities of beer and pizza are consumed? The next day, I got up, went to the super bank. Super great decisions are made. Yes. Well, the, the super great decision was me going to the bank the next morning, getting a loan, buying a keyboard, meeting my mentor, who is t- to this day one of my best friends, who's played with Joe, you know Joe Cocker, Shaka Khan, um, the shrells Quiet Riot. Nice. His last tour was the keyboard player behind the scenes with Quiet Riot. That's cool. So yeah, so that's right. it started out in trumpet, went to keyboards, and Throughout the army and lots and lots of um very interesting nights.
0: You get those as a musician, honestly. Yes. Um and I mean you've been doing it a long time, so not 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 poking fun at your age this time. That's just
1: What a load of shit.
0: <laughs> if you're listening right now, <laughs> hey Kevin, what's your email? My email? Yeah, you don't want to give it
1: now, do you? No, it's Feel Your Fandom
0: you at Gmail dot com. It's what? Feel your fandom at gmail dot com. Okay, you
1: all got that out there. No, you heard him. <laughs> He's making fun of me because I'm
0: old.
1: (laughs) You're making fun of me.
0: No. See, the funny thing is, is I was looking back. um, You know, Facebook gives you those memories. Oh, yeah. I love that. uh, Love that. Love that. I forget how long. It was like six years ago, five, six years. More than six years ago. It was like seven years ago, something like that. When we first met, uh, we met at uh, the sound uh, radio station, downtown Olympia. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brad Fredrickson introduced you to uh my band at the time was Pariser Revolt. Yep. And uh he's like, "Hey, we I got someone I think you should meet." And so we 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 all stood around and hooked up and took, you know, conversation and took and pictures took it, and took it one step at a time. Yeah, and and I was looking at cuz that popped up on memories about a week ago. And so I saw and I, I wasn't kidding when I came in and I said, "Oh, you got you got a lot more gray in the beard, but uh, oh my god. I, I you de- you definitely haven't missed a step." Uh,
1: so. I appreciate that. I man, I I remember that too because old Brad is. A, I think he's a train conductor now. Is he really? But yeah, he. Uh, that's why he left the radio station. Well, so you have to make, follow your dreams. Make, I guess big money and. But I ended up having a radio show with him. But yeah, meeting you guys and and then all the different meetings we had to figure out where things were going to go, and then putting you guys on our label. And you know what's funny? Perspective, gives you everything because, I'm I'm I've always wanted. And I know you're this way. It's one of the things we've talked about before. Really hard on ourselves. Oh, viciously right? so. And we got to stop that shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I try. I fight it at every step. God but... damn it.
1: I just went on a... I just took seven days and disconnected. And when I came back, I realized something very valuable. And I've never thought this about myself, but I realized that guess what? The world kept turning without Ray on Facebook and this and that, whatever. So even though I've never been... Someone who's um, thought that about myself, like, oh, the world can't you know, continue turning or whatever without me. Um, it does. It does, and so it gives you perspective that just tells you that you know the things that you do do make a difference in their own time. When I first started that record label, because as you know, you know, Maurice the Fish Maurice Records, Maurice the Fish Records, because as you know, um, community is everything to me. Absolutely, it's one of the things I've always admired about you. I appreciate that, and I have some of my closest friends are. Or uh, um, dig that about me, and that's why we're that's why we're as close as we are. And there's a few people who uh, profess to care and don't, and that's okay too. I mean, <laughs> it took me a while to get to that point. I mean, everyone's going to have the same aspirations, of love, and 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 that's okay, right? Um, but uh, when I had the label, um, because we could talk the whole show about that, but just the, the essential parts. Of when I started, it was a traditional record label. I had a lot of money at my day job, and I was basically paying to have artists, you know, to not to not to record them. they had record themselves, but I put do all the other stuff, all the marketing, Networking. the networking, and... And paying for their CDs to come out. Um, when I when I first came up with Morris Fish Records, um, I, I I the the co-owner and myself, Daniel Eggnew, who was a very well-established uh, artist, musician, author, actress. Um, at one time, her band, Pope Jane, was. Doing really well and signed with Madonna's label, Maverick Records. Her and I went out on a seven-hour evening, and drinking and eating. And, and I said, "I've got this crazy idea. Um, I want to start a record label.
2: And would you run it with
1: me?" Um, I think it would be good to have both, perce- you know, both male and female, um, pers- you know, Perspectives. perspective. Perspective. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and the fact that she's also a gay woman. Mm-hmm. Gave me that other. There was another perspective in there too. So yeah. So when we started, it was a normal record label, but then um my d- my day job changed. The music industry started changing with the MP3 and all this kind of stuff, and everything started changing. So, and I got really sick, and so it was. I had a choice to make, and the choice was I was either going to disband the record label or I was going to rebuild it again, if you will, a new in the way that it ended up being which was basically an amplification of the do it yourself model. So if you if we asked you to be on our labels cuz we uh because we believed in you as artists, we believed in you as a band. We believed in, in the fact that you gave, you know, give back to the community. had something to offer more than just music cuz music's part of it but being people and humans is a different thing. Um but uh, uh um you know uh, we ended up getting, a, had a really good stable of artists. And and when I had to make that choice, I thought, you know, I'm going to let the artists make the choice. And so what I mean by that is I basically let everybody know, say, here's what I want to do. If you guys don't want to do that, it's okay. We had a decent short run and they were all cool. They're so like, let's do this. Let's keep it going. So we ended up getting a bunch more artists, as you know, because Pariah's Revolt, um, Saints Band um, was one of the ones that we really enjoyed and, Uh, ended up ultimately kicking some serious ass definitely but when I look back on those times um when I had for a while I kind of thought you know who am I kidding I mean I I you know you know people always like oh it's Ray from Maurice Fish Records and it's not that I don't have pride about all the different things I've done but I I I was just I thought to myself you know this is I I don't like spin I have a really hard time taking compliments me too you too yeah again another thing we share in common um, I did a whole episode. My last episode was all just me talking
0: about anxiety. and Oh, and, and good for you. Delving into my own head in an effort to kind of put it out there and be like, uh, just to bring attention to it. Because, I mean, I don't talk about myself well sure. or often.
1: So that was a good therapeutic experience. It was. And,
0: and kind of the way I thought about it was um, anxiety and depression and imposter syndrome and things like oh, that yeah. uh, affect me very, very greatly. And so if it's affecting me it's got to be affecting other people. Oh. And if, if I can show that I am pushing through it to talk about it, which is hard for me to do, then maybe it'll help inspire someone else to open up to someone close to them and, and talk to them about it as well. So
1: Good for you, man. And you're right. There's It's unspoken. I mean, if you have, if somebody has leukemia or cancer or uh, MS or, autism or whatever mm-hmm. there's all kinds of foundation set up or whatever and it's not that there's not foundation set up for mental health or for things like anxiety and all this kind of stuff stuff you talked about because um, I, I, I deal with all that stuff as well imposter syndrome um, um, we all have some sort of mental health I think that seeing a counselor is not the worst thing in the world it's someone who it's like you'd go to your car you go to the the mechanics to get your your alignment squared away why would yeah. you go talk to somebody and in a lot of cases if you have good friends. Who will be honest with you? Then mm-hmm. there's your therapy right there. Absolutely, and, and that ties right into the point I was getting to. See, this is we got to do this more often. <laughs> is I didn't really see what the big deal was with what I had done with the record label, and it's not that I had made this big splash like the whole world is going to know about what we did, but they didn't need. They don't need to. Yeah, I can. I can actually look back because it's still going on to this day. The the the, the, the fish that actually got it are still. It's still like this entity. You know, and um, the ripples that it created. Yeah, and,
0: and that's kind of what drew me to it as well, is because, I mean, here I am in a metal band, and I didn't know shit about shit about getting signed. I was, uh, you know, early '30s, early to mid '30s, and I didn't know anything about it. And so my perspective was, you know, oh, I'm on a record label, that's cool. But what happened was, is I was able to open my eyes more to uh, the community aspect of it, which I never would have thought about. Because we had talked about, you know, getting on with other people. Uh, There's another, uh, another guy who's doing actually really well for himself um, in in, in uh, different various uh, forms of not entertainment, but he's doing like uh, VR work and AR hmm. work and things like that. Very cool. And, and uh, so he's doing that now. But uh, he tried to uh, get us to sign, and he was just going to send us out on tour, uh, like some of his other bands, and and we were getting to the point where we were talking about hey can you live off of such and such amount of money a month because you're not going to be working you're going to be touring it doesn't pay well it's not going to pay much you know and and we'd gotten to that point in the conversation uh when communication kind of broke down and i think that's right around the time when we met you and it kind of gave me a different perspective of it uh, the community aspect of it which again like i said i'd never really thought of but then i started going to more events mm-hmm. uh with fish artists and and meeting more people and it's funny how things, expanding my own personal network. Yeah, that's important.
1: So, that's it's all about getting out meeting people and Absolutely. And uh like you said, I mean that's what it is. And that's the biggest thing that, that I, we as an organization would ever help foster and it's you know, we still try to do it to this day. Can't do it all by ourselves. But no. um but um yeah there's a the thing is is the music industry is like any other industry; it's it's business, and whenever the fact that you know you look at, you know the pay to play thing, for example. Oh yeah. Um, certain aspects of that suck, but but um, I can tell you for a fact that um, Jessica Lynn makes a living at being a country artist, um, but it costs money. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, to to fuel that machine. All these showcases. She went to nine different showcases over the last three months, and to fly her and her band members, and pay them, and feed them, and put up on house and all that stuff. It's an investment into all these other shows that she's getting now. Mm-hmm. And there's a gazillion different do- ways to do it. Macklemore did that with uh, the college circuit, right? He didn't just. I mean, yeah, he met a billionaire, and that kind of helped. But <laughs> but he he did that he did that tour. But I mean, there's different ways of doing things. But if you get out and just talk to people. Um, the whole, listen, anything's possible, but that whole thing that you're just going to be a badass and mm-hmm. put out great recordings and it's going to have some really cool cover art. And because of that, you're going to explode wrong, 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 wrong. Few and far between. You're fighting. You're not competing. We're not competing band to band. We're competing band to hundreds of millions of people. How do you get those people to hear what you're doing?
0: Right? How do you get them interested in what you're doing if yep. you're not out there interfacing and networking with them?
1: Exactly. And a lot of artists think, "How? You, well, I know how you do that. You write great songs and you produce them well." And you—that's such a small fragment of it. It's in. a tiny thing. You got to It's how do you get out there and connect? Absolutely. So,
0: well, I feel like we could talk music industry stuff for hours. Yeah, for like, like uh, and we have yeah and we have um one of the things i like to do on the, on the podcast is as like i say the podcast is called feel your fandom because uh what i've found important to me is having these conversations with my friends finding out what makes them passionate what makes them uh click what makes them fire what, what fuels their passions and desires um and, and specifically about you know nerdy things like you know uh, what movies you're into what tv shows you're into what video sure. games you're into things like that but the it, fact
1: that i bought my wife a star trek communicator for her tour log i
0: fucking saw that that was cool as shit yeah uh
1: but i mean that geeky kind of shit right there Sam?
0: absolutely absolutely well and the fact you named your dog john snow yeah i love that but uh it it's 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 become that yes but it's also become kind of a way to get people just fired up about whatever they're into and that's why I chose the name Feel Your Fandom I didn't make it like I love that. retro video game podcast or, or film and television podcast I didn't want to pigeonhole it quite so hard so I named it Feel Your Fandom because and, and, and this is my tagline and I say it at the end of every podcast probably going to be on a hat or a t-shirt one of these days here better well but uh, be, damn it. The, uh, the phrase that I like to use is uh, everything is fandom and fandom is everything and I mean that and I feel that completely down to my uh, my core because you can be a fan of anything. And as long as it's something that you're passionate about, then you're going to want to talk about it. And and if I talk to you, let's say you're into Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I know you're into Game of Thrones. Again, you say you named your dog after Jon Snow. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, is maybe you're a fan of Game of Thrones. Maybe I'm not. I am. But let's just say for educational reasons that i'm not say you're a retard right and you're just wrong i mean sorry (laughs) uh, mentally challenged but let's say uh i get into a conversation with you and i see the passion in your eyes and i hear you talk about the things that you like about the show and and what gets you passionate about it maybe that makes me think in a way that you know i never thought of before and and i and i gravitate towards it and, and and i can feed off of your sure. enthusiasm
1: maybe you don't maybe you won't still like the show as much but at least you you'll appreciate it more get a maybe. basic
0: understanding yeah. of it at least yeah and so I loved, I loved over the course of my life i've always really enjoyed having listening to someone talk about what they're interested in feeling their passion feeling their drive for it feeling their fandom for it makes me more passionate about the things that I'm into as well because the entire purpose of this show is I got tired of not being able to sit down and have these conversations with my friends not being able to talk about Star Trek when there's new Star Trek happening talk about Game of Thrones talk about video games and having these conversations with people my day-to-day life had gotten so bogged down with work and so bogged down with just the minutia and the bullshit that we have to go through every single day That I found myself, as an adult, not having the time to sit down and have conversations with my friends like we used to. Like we used to be able to sit and talk about, oh, well, if they were to cast this comic book as a movie, who would you star? Oh, yeah. You
1: know, if if you were to... Jessica and I talk about that all the time. Isn't it great? The other day we talked about uh, Ryan Reynolds and like how... What can't he do? Yeah. But I mean how that role was made for him. Well, Deadpool? Deadpool, yeah.
0: Oh, Yeah. And and so it it gave me an opportunity to sit down and have these conversations with people and and really kind of tap into that fandom, tap into that passion, tap into that never-ending well of geekiness that just kind of drives everybody at the very core. Sure.
1: Because
0: every single person walking around on this earth is passionate about something. Maybe it's not something typically geeky. Maybe it's, you know, football. Or maybe it's, you know, playing guitar. Or maybe it's... Playing know, chess. Chess. My buddy Chris, who I had on the podcast a few weeks ago, makes his own chess pieces. Oh, cool. He 3D prints, and I'll show you a couple of them. They're really neat. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, That's got to be te- tedious. Well, it's 3D printing, and, 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 and he's doing oh, a, 3D pr- okay, He's I doing understand. a set for, that he's designed that is going into a museum. Oh. Ah. And, and so he's been working on that, and... Uh, he's been working on that for years. He was a guitar player of mine uh, back when I did the Tool Tribute Band. So, but it, it, this podcast gives me an opportunity to tap into a lot of different uh, genres of fandom, same as I tap into a lot of different genres of music. So I'm going to stop babbling now and let you talk about it. What What is it that you are, aside from music, we've already covered that, uh, what is it that you find yourself passionate about? What are you a fan of?
1: Well, I have this buddy, Dexter Morgan. No, <laughs> just kidding. If anyone out there was, who've seen Dexter, they're gonna be like, "What the?" And if anybody hasn't, they're gonna be like, "What the?" Either way, they're all gonna say, "What the?" It's great up until the last season, and or the yeah. last half a season, I should say. That always happens with everything. Yeah, so, absolutely. what what else am I passionate about? Um, you know, it's funny because obviously, um, music, and, and most people think that. Music is what drives me, and I did for most of my life, but um, it's, it's actually not. It's, it's actually one of the vehicles. It's one of a few music, podcasts, um, producing, mentoring, all these different things, it's you know, I've, i why the hell did I do all these different things? Mm-hmm. Was there something wrong with me? Was I was I was I trying to sabotage my own success as a keyboard player or as a <laughs> podcast or label owner or whatever?
0: Turns out, no, turns casting out it, too many
1: hooks, yeah, it, many, no, turns out the whole time it's really simple. I didn't sales 101 is like always dig deeper, right? Right, like it's never just, it's never if, if a customer tells you, well, I just need the best price. My boss told me years ago, he said. Ask them why the price is important. And I looked at him like, what? Well, duh, the price is always important. He says, no, ask them. You'll be surprised what you'll hear. And it's like anything else. We dig deeper, we dig deeper. And I was forced to dig deeper a year ago when I got my, had that, con- that concussion, really bad concussion. Mm-hmm. And uh, based on not taking care of myself as well as I should. And um, anyhow, uh, I realized that coming to your to answer your question you said what do i like to do besides music um i i i a lot of things but it all comes back to i like connecting with people um i like making them laugh making them feel like what they think is impossible is possible um being the voice of reality telling them are you fucking kidding me (laughs) no don't here's a different way to do this. You know what I mean? Um, helping people. I mean, it sounds super, um, I don't know how it sounds, but I mean, that's, I mean, I joke around all the time, right? But uh, um, I, I, I I, don't, I, I try to walk the talk of if I see someone in pain, um, even if I've only got a second, I'm going to, and I may not even know them if their words hit me a certain way, you know? So when you say, what do I do outside of music? Um, everything I do, in music and outside of music, it has to do with helping people and connecting with people, doing whatever. Um, other than that, um, uh, the simple things, like uh, like you're saying, talking to friends. Um, we have the white trash cigar lounge with our Walmart awning and plastic chairs <laughs> and fireplace. We sit out back and, you know, uh, a lot of us friends just, it's, you never know who it's going to be at any given time. Yeah, you just... Popeye, have a cigar. Yeah, and. smoking, excuse me, smoking cigars, drinking whiskey or wine or port. Um, and we don't normally talk about music, man. Um, uh, matter of fact, the next next time we do get one, like an arbitrary but I'll, I'll message you. Yeah. We we talk about all kinds of stuff. But so getting together with friends, um, hearing out what they're doing, help them, you know, we help each other with our problems. Um, and then other than that, geeking out with my wife and, and dog. Yeah, I love your wife
0: and your dog, by the way. Yeah.
1: Cool, cool they're geeky right super geeky Absolutely. i mean jessica is, yeah you'll have fun if you if you decide to interview her you'll have a lot of fun she <laughs> she could talk to you about um legend dc's legends is tomorrow and flash and the arrow and compare that with marvels we've been watching all that too yeah you know yeah she she jessica
0: just, that's your invitation right now by the way yeah
1: get your ass on the saint show get your ass yeah. um get your ass tomorrow. but uh yeah she she does all that and i and i uh, and we watch ancient aliens and a bunch of this mysteries and stuff like this so you know so in a nutshell my life is 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 the Full. piece pieces of the pie are music um a huge piece of the pie is work um i've got a good job that helps me keep the lights on
0: yeah it's always helpful
1: um helping people and then um hanging out with friends and and laughing laughing and laughing and laughing and um and then being geeky with my wife and, and and
0: I've been there kind of in the background the entire time you and Jessica have been a thing and it's been such an awesome uh experience to see you blossom into that it's been it's been an interesting experience to watch the ray that I knew back then uh, morph into this the new Ray, I, I mean, you're not new. It's like new Coke, old Coke. But uh, you, you've definitely you've come into yourself with finding Jessica, and you two are such hand in glove. It's 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 a wonderful thing
1: to watch. Oh, cool, man! I never and thought about it that way, but thank you.
0: Jessica is is for those of you who don't know Jessica Lynn. She's a very uh, talented uh, country music artist um, based in Tacoma. But out of Nashville And and, and she's been She's originally from Denmark
1: You got it She's a Viking bro She
0: is a Viking I wouldn't fuck with her Yeah Either would I
1: (laughs) You seen them guns on her? (laughs) Jesus (laughs) You break me Oh we also watched that too We watched the Viking series
0: I haven't watched that one I've been told it's it's a good one badass man I've got to pick that one up We just started watching Picard
1: Oh yeah? Oh we want to
0: watch that show It's really really good.
2: good Okay don't say anything
0: I don't know when to spoil that. Don't, 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 and, don't, uh, sure. Star Trek Discovery and things like that. We were oh, yeah. getting into all that stuff. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's been fun watching you, uh, you and her meld and bond and, and become, uh, happy. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, really
1: cool. You know, when we first met, we were, uh, okay, now it's, now it's the, uh, it's love time with Kevin Saint. Are oh, you feeling the love? Um, <laughs> No, when we first met, we had both just got out of long, dis, you know, long-term relationships, and and um, no, no hate involved or anything like that, but just it just didn't work out for one reason or the other, right. and neither one of us were looking to get into a relationship. So when we found each other, um, I was a judge at a radio contest, and she was one of the contestants. They won, but I I never knew her before, so don't go there. <laughs> um, but uh, we we kept running into each other, and then finally one night up at the Hard Rock, I was there on a. To meet a blind date, funny enough, and she was there, and she wanted to. He goes, "Hey, I'm going to be playing at the Happy Hour. Maybe we could talk real quick about, you know, being on your my old podcast, The Aquarium." And I said, uh, "Sure, sure. So let's do that." We sat down, and literally within five minutes, just the two of us, no distractions, no anybody else, just the two of us looking across the table from each other. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so much for the blind date. Because I, I could just tell. I could tell in that five minutes that she was cool. She wasn't jealous. She wasn't. I mean. I mean, our, rela- our yeah, relationship... Yeah, sometimes you just know. And it's not like our relationship is perfect. We got our no, our I mean, things, I mean, but it's the pl- closest damn thing to perfect. If I want to go out with the guys, as long as her and I don't have a date booked already or whatever, I, I never... Or this or this rehearsal or this has changed or whatever. It just never does. Um, so it's cool that you'd see it because I, I feel like I'm, she's chilled me out.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I wouldn't say... I mean. When you find the right person, and, and I have a lot of that with Daniela, too. Uh, oh, yeah. Your wife Her the got bomb. together. She is cool. I like her. Yeah. I, I'm rather Beautiful, attached. too, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But uh, when we got together, uh, we actually, I sat down and had a conversation with her. I'm like, look, there's going to be times where I have to go out and gig. There's going to be times when I have to go, you know, check out a band or check out a venue or do this, that, or the other thing, and I don't want to fight about it. That's just a part of who I am. I'm a musician. There's going to be times when I have to do what I have to do, and I don't want to have that argument. And I think we've only ever really had that argument once, and we had that argument, and I referenced the conversation, and it was just kind of like, oh, right. Okay, fine. We'll talk about this later. Right. And 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 just going in with that kind of mindset, and I think you and and – uh, you and Jessica have the same kind of mindset because you 're both musicians yeah you 're both very social people when it comes to networking and interfacing and and being out in the community that you get it she gets it you get it i sure. mean it's
1: and we're kind of we 're kind of like a i 'm like the point person on a on a on a, on a uh, expedition because like <laughs> when we 're on the cruise ship. We had ended up, of course, uh, getting a handful of new friends from the East Coast. I mean, we exchanged Facebook and cell numbers and and just connected, speaking right. to people, right? right? Not a ton, but a handful of them. And uh, one was a couple, or two, were our dinner companions each night, um, and they were in their 80s. and okay. Just the loveliest people. Harold would make us, he'd sing us a song every night. <laughs> and actually, he wrote. Us a song, I said, Hey, you gotta write us a song for the last night, which he did, which is sitting on the bar over there. The sweetest thing is called bye bye. i have to check um, that out. Yeah, you have to. It's it's cute. But um uh and we met different people. But how that happens is is um Jessica is super social, but she's not as comfortable just like <laughs> jumping right in. Jumping it. right in like I'll I'll jump in any situation. She's just like she'll come in and support it. Um so I I can go and say, Hey, how are you guys doing? or 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 uh uh, um, a typical way for me, like if I see a guy sitting at a table, and he's got a, you know, just the way he's dressed or whatever, you can t- you can tell things about people. And he's smoking a cigar. Just the look on his kind of face, you can you can kind of tell when someone has a sense of humor or doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so I walked up to him and I said, I was like, "Hey, you gonna take this whole table, you selfish bastard?" You know, and <laughs> saying that to a perfect stranger, you'd be like, "What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you?" But he started laughing so hard and he goes well my family was gonna come here but i think i'm gonna have a hell of a lot more fun with you and, and <laughs> this beautiful lady got here with you and she's like well that's my you're sitting in my chair And he just looked at it and he started laughing again. We sat down and and the rest of the crews. we got to meet him and his family and just, but I mean, it's connecting with, anyway, just connecting. I I got to get you a business card that just says, hi, my name is Ray. Will you be my friend? Oh, Jesus (laughs) Christ. I don't need any more friends, man. No. Well, actually, no, we all need more friends, but how are you going to keep up with them? all? uh, Well, that's the thing too, is I mean, we all have, I think because of Facebook, Facebook and I'm not saying this about me or you or anyone just in general I think that because of Facebook more people think they're friends with people that they're not
0: right acquaintances and people you barely know are counted as friends when right. of course you know you should always keep your group tight and my you know, and and, and
1: je- I look at my I have you know the max for the most part people get rid of me because I post so much that's okay they don't need to if they don't care then they don't need to see what I'm doing so I watch
0: fine. you post like three times because yeah. I'm a I'm a, I'm a friend of yours, uh-huh. and then I'm a fan of your Facebook page, your artist <laughs> oh, page. You poor bastard. And then I'm a fan of the the, Maurice the Fish music page oh, that God. you got going on. So when I when you post something, I see
1: it like three you, times. Yes, so. You poor. I'm sorry.
0: I'm not fucking to know about you yet. Yeah, <laughs> not for that.
1: But uh, you know you know how people will sometimes leave you. But uh, um, I literally, when I have to open up a friend spot, I will literally. Sit there for ten minutes scrolling through because I know who's getting cut, who's the ballast. Two two years ago, three years ago, um, I had five thousand, but I I I purposely wanted to get that many because it was uh, you know that was the thing you're supposed to do is to have that many so that it would look better and blah blah blah. Well, I didn't. Social
0: media is a fucking trap, anyway. It is,
1: and I didn't know half of these more than half these people so over the last couple of years i've gone through and got rid of people now i'll go there for 10 minutes and i i'm not gonna say i'm good friends or friends or even acquaintances but i recognize the majority of the people's names yeah fans club owners sound guys bartenders bar you know wait you, you know whatever but um i anyway. found
0: that the political spectrum right now has helped me uh, trim down my facebook page quite a bit because i'll post some shit and then all of a sudden i'll stop seeing people and I'll know that they cut me, and I'll and I'll go to their Facebook page and see that I've been cut, mm-hmm. or or uh, vice versa. With that, I'll, I'll watch somebody post some ignorant shit, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, you're yeah. obviously out uh, too bullheaded and, and stubborn, and we can't
1: we can't find well, common ground anymore." Yeah, there's so. there, there's a few people I've had. There, there's been a couple people I think mm-hmm. over the last couple of years that I've 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 blocked because it was just ridiculously Non-stop nasty and, and you're you want to respond but you're like no there's nothing good so i i put some people i just unfollow but um there's a there's a good amount of people who i mean i've got some people who are friends who uh who are on opposing sides and um i just scroll past it it's, it's tough getting, to be the mediator and it is like i that. i just scroll past it i just I try to i've i've there's been a couple times where i've actually jumped in and said something trying to be like an just hey have you thought about this any more, I just try to re- uh,
0: respond to like political shit with a Snopes article. Oh if it's God. something that I know is completely bullshit, I'll be like, and I won't say anything. I'll just I'll get the Snopes article, check the link, and then throw the link in there and just walk on about my merry way. Nice. And uh, that's saved me so many arguments. So I, I try to not get political with too many people, but uh, uh, it definitely has helped pare down the friends list a bit. Yeah. And, and I I definitely feel like, and and this isn't an original thought, of course. This is. Uh, I listen to I talk about it all the time I listen to a podcast Called the uh, ID10T podcast Which is done by uh, Comedian Chris Hardwick mm-hmm. Which I'm not sure If you're familiar I, know, I, know with. The,
1: I don't know about the podcast But I know I know the comedian
0: He he uh, Was one of the ones Who started the Nerdist And, and did all this That and the other thing And hmm. He now does the ID10T podcast And All the hosts Of the Walking Dead After show And uh, hmm. After the Breaking Bad He did Talking Bad And Things like that So uh, he nice. does a podcast, ID10T, and he interviews musicians and actors and friends of his and comedians. and. But it's always been kind of this uplifting, positive experience. Like, he, he'll he have people you wouldn't think would get deep with things so come on, like Ron Perlman mm-hmm. will come on and, and just... You get to see this completely other side of Ron Perlman because Ron Perlman
1: plays a very specific type of character. Uh, Ron Perlman's a a white-collar, right? Or blue-collar comedian, right?
0: Uh, No, Ron Perlman. You're thinking Ron White. Oh, that's Ron. Ron Ron, Perlman is the guy. Did you watch Sons of Anarchy? I did. Uh, Clay.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I had him confused. Yeah, yeah. and he
0: was in, like, Beauty and the Beast, and he's done a bunch of different things, but... um, Hellboy, he was Hellboy for a couple of movies. And so he's got this very gruff, very, yeah. you know, stern demeanor and you wouldn't really think that he had a poet's soul, but he, I mean, listen, he's one of the things he's really super into is is Frank Sinatra. Hmm. And he gets into these conversations where he's talking to Chris about how he met Frank Sinatra and how he would have these conversations and and it's just it's so interesting to hear other people open up and be enthusiastic and and so that's kind of what made me want to do the podcast is because I wanted to be the reason people were having these conversations. I wanted to be the reason that people were able to smile and talk and and just enjoy what they enjoy. Right. Because and and here's the thing. That's powerful, man. I I've, I've never seen someone who's into Star Wars or Star Trek just to name one thing out of the, out of a hat afraid to talk about Star Wars and Star Trek. Star Wars in and of itself is a very divided community. And people are very, very passionate and very, very vocal about what they feel is right, what they feel is wrong, the missteps, the positive direction. So getting someone to open up about that is key because uh if you are let's say you're very anti jar jar banks oh you mean the sith lord oh god that's a fan theory i'm glad it didn't gain too much traction but uh uh i've actually got a, an episode i want to do on fan theories coming up and 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 just to really delve into the secret urban minds legends of urban legends and fan theories i did that and... with
1: the aquarium and it was actually taken pretty well nice i mean not your idea but I did Urban Legends, just in general, and people love that shit.
0: I got a buddy who runs a podcast called uh, Paranormal Pints, Hmm. and they eat ice cream and talk about, you know, Bigfoot and cryptids and aliens and ghosts and that paranormal aspect of life. And and it's really interesting. It's not my cup of tea. I've told him beforehand it's not my cup of tea. Right, right. And and I try to be like, hey, when are you going to have me on your podcast? And he's like, I'm not. Right. And I'm like, why? He's like, because you don't believe in this shit. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that's a fair point. But uh, he was on one of my episodes when we talked about uh, uh, Star Trek casting uh, mm. or who's the best in each department on Star Trek. So, yeah. Um, but my buddy Carrie, yeah, my buddy Carrie, Paranormal Pints. You can find him on Anchor and Google and Spotify and all the same places you can find me. Very cool. There's your plug, Gary. But uh, you better be happy, you son of a bitch, you
1: motherfucker.
0: Um. I don't think he cusses as much on his podcast. Shit, fuck. Um, but I, I don't like to put any blinders on people. I want people to talk.
1: To yeah, to no, that's cool. Talk. I think it's important. that in, in, you just your biggest thing is you just gotta let people know you're doing that. That's the kind of like it's kind of like with uh, music, right? Yeah. How do you let people know about your songs? And and with all the other sixty million songs on. I mean, you, know, you go onto iTunes to get a song, and it says, "Hey, if you sign up now for three ninety nine, you get three months of unlimited to sixty million plus songs." It's like, oh my, overload. Oh you know, I mean, it's like, oh my god. But
0: but yeah, so like I was saying, you, you talk to someone about in Star Wars and who's very anti Jar Jar Binks, right? Right. And they get all hateful and spiteful and wow, Phantom Menace sucks shit, and and the only good movies were the original trilogies and. And I very much used to be that guy until recently when I decided being that guy wasn't getting you anywhere. All you're doing is shitting on something that someone else likes. Right. For no other reason than to prove you're right and
1: they're wrong, which is bullshit. It's so I've still think something is shit but you don't have to be vocal about no. it. No. Or you could, you could say, well, I, you know, hey, it's cool I that disagree. you disagree." Yeah, I disagree. It's cool, that, you know. What is it you find so cool about it?
0: Right, and that's the conversation I really right. enjoy having is like, okay, so you're really into Phantom Menace as a movie. Why? Tell me why. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I didn't think of something. Maybe I'm coming at it from the wrong angle. And so you hear them talk about it and all of a sudden you're like, okay, I got a new respect for it now at this point. And I've really decided to become that more of a positive Kind of fan To be more Accepting And, and less vocal About my criticisms right. Now of course That's not to say I'm not gonna Bitch and moan Because I mean Hello That's what Having social media And having a podcast Is all about But But I'm not gonna Shit on anybody For any one particular reason I mean Not unless just, you've got A glass table
1: handy Oh Too soon Mm. Sorry I
0: noticed you don't Have any glass tables Nope
1: <laughs> Well that was glass experience. Just kidding. Jesus Christ.
0: People are going, what the hell did that that derail? (laughs) I don't even know where to go after that one. Okay, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to throw out a crass commercial announcement here to try to help keep the lights on a little bit. Uh, We come back, we're going to talk more with uh, Raymond Hayden.
1: Sweet.
0: If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. It is creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one convenient place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome back. So, we've been talking about the music industry and community and things like that. Uh, One of the things I wanted to really kind of uh, delve into with you, if you don't mind, Uh, you've got a program that you've been a part of for a number of years in the Tacoma area Mm -hmm. uh, called Live It Out Loud. Um, That is correct. It's a program to uh, sponsor and, and mentor and kind of
1: encourage youth, yep, musicians. Young and up young up and coming artists for sure.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sure. So, uh, basically, uh the program is uh, uh basically sponsored. Um it's part of the Ted Brown Music uh, family and uh Stephanie and Whitney um have been doing this for now probably maybe seven or eight years. Maybe, okay. Maybe a decade, but I I know I know it's somewhere between 7 and 10 years. And, and so basically uh to to learn about a pro any, anything it's knowing where it came from is important so they have had a bunch of different type of programs um in the store that they offer um for uh be it drum circles or uh ukulele playing or um you know music lessons in the back of the store they used to have a print shop back there for different sheet music whatever nice. and so I didn't they, know that. they uh 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 they ended up starting a program called the Live It Out Loud program. And what that essentially is, is essentially, if you have anyone out there has seen um, uh, School of Rock with Jack Black, you know. I was always curious how he didn't get arrested. Yeah. He right. should have been arrested. Back then, maybe not now, for sure. You know, for sure. But uh, uh, it's like that. It's a two-month program. Um, obviously, behind the scenes is it's a program that, it you know, it's going all year because there's going to be promotion for it there's uh, coordinating with the venues um to have uh, open mics so the kids can stay connected uh, you know like sometimes you know when you go to summer camp and you leave and you don't see each other for another year mm-hmm. this way it was it was part of uh uh Jessica my wife um her she uh, just resigned from being the director this last fall but she'd been the director for 3 years and that's a part of the program she uh, uh brought to the plate um brought to the table if you will um was to have those uh once a one Wednesday a month um open jams to Jazz Bones um I, to keep, to keep those
0: going No, I haven't been to one of those. I was going to say I think I've been to one of those, but I've been invited to a couple of them and for yeah, whatever reason. It's, it's like it's, in the middle of a week. It's hard to hard to plot out.
1: Sure, sure. It's it, it's fun I think you'd I think you'd really enjoy it. Um, I mean, it's kids, but you know, you you're into the fostering of the community.
0: No, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I
1: think uh, uh, Sky was the one who invited me to the last one. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Sky Warden mm-hmm. is now the new director. Jessica suggested him, and he's very well uh, has a great reputation in the in the market as a player, as an artist, as a photographer, as a videographer. I've as a known mentor. him for years through Maurice the Fish, and told, and Yeah, because he was he was in a group called Amadon.
0: Yeah, I remember I remember yep. Amazon played a couple of shows with them and.
1: Yep, good band,
0: and yeah. uh, now he's a guitar player for DK Zero, yep. and he plays with uh, Abney Park. Yep, and goes to uh, Russia, goes to
1: all. I've over seen him.
0: some of the pictures of his touring, and it's just insane.
1: Yeah, it's he's amazing. He actually he just shout also, out to you, Sky. Yeah, shout out to you, Sky Warden. He just uh, produced my uh, new my newest music video. I for, know. For Rain. Did I a know. great job, didn't he?
0: Not that everything doesn't
1: tie back together, but
0: you know i say things for a reason yeah <laughs> yeah
1: no no you know i mean that's part about being networking is absolutely you can do that without you gotta even do your trying.
0: homework Yeah, you got to do your homework yeah
1: but i mean also but you do without trying because you know because you're out doing stuff you know whatever you know um but uh, back to the living it out loud thing. So yeah, a rock and roll camp for two months during the summer throughout the year. You know, the director and the owner of Ted Brown's particular Stephanie, it's her baby. They go out looking for grants mm-hmm. and stuff to help fund the program because what the kids currently pay is around $400 for the eight weeks, which only covers about half the costs. So the other costs are, are covered by Ted Brown or mm-hmm. um, by these grants. That's really excellent. It is excellent, and it provides the kids with a foundation for what it's like to be in a band. Not only from just like playing an instrument, but they starts out with them auditioning in front of a panel of of uh, industry experts. Mm-hmm. The director and those industry industry experts work together to create a a uh, tiering, if you will, of you know of level of musicianship, and then they use that tiering to put those kids together in bands um, that are similar. Or maybe a little higher um, to their where they are, so it kind of you know keeps them keeps them grounded, but at the same time you know challenges them.
0: Right. So and I just really yeah, like I said, I really just enjoy the fact that you walk the walk, you talk the talk. You mm-hmm. talk about uh, community, and you talk about fostering this culture, and, and you mean everything that I've seen from you proves that you do it. I mean, and Whitney Houston said, "Children of the future, teach them well and let them lead the way." I know that's stupid as hell let to, them lead the way. <laughs> to quote Whitney Houston. No, but it's not. It's that's it's, it's worth, a very it's poignant poetic. line. Yeah. It's children are the future, regardless of whether it's musically or educationally or politically or anything else. Children are literally the future, and they can only go where they're taught. And well, so teaching them and raising them up in a culture where music is appreciated and understood and and fostered is gonna be beneficial down the line when it's their turn to do the fostering and the mentoring and the Sure and everything else. Well
1: so. and, and to steal an analogy from a guest on my podcast recently, Houston on Seattle Wave Radio, um, was interviewing Je- Jeffrey Castle and he was talking about how he was involved in the New York uh the the music in the subways, busking musicians in the subways in New York, and it's still in place today. Okay. And uh, he was, we we got on talking about that and the philanthropy and all that, and talking about how the schools are cutting these uh, music programs. Mm -hmm. And he says, people don't understand. It's not like going into an orchard and cutting down some apples. You're cutting the fucking tree, cutting the fucking tree. So when you try to, you when you take the tree away, there's no orchard, so when you want to ha- bring a music program in, back in, you can't just bring in a bucket of apples. Where are you going to get them with from? A seed, yeah, in the ground, and dirt, and water. And how long does it take to grow an apple tree?
0: Not as long as it takes to grow an
1: olive. No, but yeah. but you're you're talking about a ten, probably about a somewhere between a five to ten year void of mm-hmm. the lack of culture, and, and and so it just it just kills me. And there's and, and you're missing I, out on all these great
0: voices that could be that could have been intelligent I'm, kids who have otherwise no way to express themselves. we gotta be balanced, man we gotta Absolutely. be balanced
1: and 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 there's there's been a couple of artists, and I'm not going to mention any names uh a couple of them that I'm thinking of are one's an artist, one's a a more managerial role, and they're both dear friends of mine now, and they both had one thing in common with our first meeting, you know officially, which was why the hell?" do you care so much about local music? Half the local music around here is shit. Yeah. And this and that, whatever. Now, and see, that's the thing. Like, yeah. So I could say the same thing. I say, you know, you're right. Half the local music around here is shit. Or I could even take a step farther. Now, I'm not going to say I haven't said that before. Cause I have, okay. I there, there's some it. people who just are impatient and it's like, God hone your craft. But <laughs>
0: that's a great way of saying, God, this sucks. To be like, Oh, this music is fucking terrible. It's like, wait, stop positive spin they need to hone craft. well here's the thing is is
1: there's got to be someone out there who is that direct be you know beacon yeah of course and and the thing is there's a lot of artists out there who they're impatient uh they just want to and and they say that the community is important and they and they get on facebook and they they mark interested or going or they do this whatever and i can't tell you how many times i don't know how i remember this stuff But I notice certain people who have said they're going and even told me they're going, and they don't, they don't go, and there's always a reason. There's always a reason. Mm -hmm. And then, but when they have something, they they expect everyone. They expect everyone. And so the thing is, is here we are at a situation where it's tit for tat, right? Mm -hmm. And I got caught up in that. And for me, um, it's 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 not tit for tat. It's this. Um, If I stopped doing music today. Like if I, on your, on your, on your podcast, I said, using your podcast as a meeting, I'm selling all my keyboards. <laughs> um, you better not. No, but I'm saying if I did, um, I could be happy brother. Cause guess what? No, seriously, because it would give me more time to spend with my wife. Right. Um, I don't know, takes educational classes to get better at my job. Um, even though I'm older, it doesn't matter. Spend more time with my friends like you and the Sautels. And I could go down the list of, you know, different friends. Um, Jackie and Paul. Hi, yeah, Jackie. Hi, ex- Paul. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, um, uh, you know, that's, uh, um, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm saying, but I could. I'd be okay. But the simple truth is the music industry is fucked. It's very difficult. It's not for the faint of heart. It takes money. It takes time. It takes intention. It takes a lot of stuff. And if you don't have one of those things, if you don't have money, but you've got time and talent, it's like time, talent, money, right? If you've got time and talent, you don't necessarily need the money. If you've got time and money, you can buy the talent. If you've got money, you see where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah. So
0: I just caught myself nodding again and realizing, of course, that I'm in a audio medium yeah, and exactly. nobody can see me can fucking see nod.
1: Oh, someone's going,
0: well, I thought Kevin nodded there. It's like he's being awfully quiet, but
1: I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm nodding a lot and no, being expressive. Just what you should do is go insert nod here. Um, <laughs> but the point being is is i mean at the end of the day a lot of stuff is spin and i i mean i i've been accused of it um, we all we all spin stuff i only spin the truth i i i just i just me personally, i i spin what's there and it just happens to be on a bigger platform whatever but the thing is is that stuff will catch up with you because it's like bands who or artists who spend a ton of money going to record mhm they blow their whole wad on the recording and don't have anything to promote it or n- no plan how to put it out to like do a scavenger hunt or, or, or have a house party or, or whatever it might be. You know, do something, you know, that, that gets what out there. Um, it's just going to be a flash in the pan. And that's the same thing with anything you do. You could have a tour. Okay? You, so you have a, like a, let's say you have a seven-day tour and you do the tour and it's super cool and there's all this stuff going on or whatever. As soon as that tour is over, the day after that tour is over, there's probably going to be some cool content. Oh, it looks like you guys had a great time. The next day, it's just going to fiddle, fiddle, Just like the CD release party. You always have to have something going. Right. Or, you can do something like, like, you know, it's w- one of the reasons you're doing your podcast, one of the reasons I'm doing my podcast is we want to, we want to get people to have a conversation. Yours is way more altruistic, which I actually admire. <laughs> um, but, uh, you get people that sit down and have a conversation um, and, I mean, at this point, you know, you, we write music, we put it out there, we do the best we can so it can be heard. And if 10 people hear it, great. If 10 million people hear great. As long as we know that if that intention is there and not fake intention, right. real intention, meaning I'm sitting here telling you, Kevin, all I really give a shit about is, is that Accidental Grace is heard and that it helps people mm-hmm. and that it really, um, it touches people's lives. Um, that's all that matters to me if I said that which I just did I wouldn't be telling all the truth the more accurate is What I just said, but and it would be great to make a little bit of extra income from it so I could fund the next recording Right, so if but I'm going that's what I'm going at I'm not being dishonest with myself or anybody else to save face you know, You're honest with what you really truly want if what you want to do is make money What you want to do is be a rock star what you want to do is be altruistic whatever it is that will close to the
0: surface. Exactly.
1: And, and and I've been doing the same
0: thing is, is and I've been saying the same thing with the podcast. It's like I don't I do it for myself, I do it for my guests. I don't care if five people or fifty people or five hundred people hear it. Now, as you said, I mean that when I say it. Right. But the back of my mind is like I I'm still looking at the stats going, Oh my god, you know, five people,
1: ten people, you know, whatever. Which isn't doing. bad with all the podcasts that are out there. It's there's but, such a glut. But in if the you market. really but if you really want to be I think there's a lot of, there's just the podcast situation is like the song situation is now. So it's yeah. like your focus should be just simply cuz you've got a great heart. Um you talk comfortably. Um all this kind of stuff. You uh you have great guests. Oh, of course. <laughs> um but uh you should um, good looking and not gray-haired good at all. and not gray-haired. And for those of you out there, I normally don't sound like Demi Moore. Um, I've, I'm getting over <laughs> being sick, but uh, um, or Kermit or Fozzie or whoever the hell I sound like right now. But uh, um, you sound like a Christian Bale's Batman a little bit. But ba- I am Batman. Um, but you should. Me. Me, your focus has got to be on okay. So, back up. Who are these people I'm talking to? I mean, who who are the kind of people like me that wanted to be heard? What time of day? Well, they need to hear the smooth. Maybe it's that drive time, five to six. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of guests? But not just the guests, because the guests doesn't matter. If you, you, you're you're a smart guy, so you're going to have good guests. But what you talk to them, find out about them. But you have a certain thing, maybe on your show, like you do, right? Um, where you you bring up current top, topics. So you're talking about things that people. That's why people turn into Cairo. That's why people turn into whatever um, terrestrial FM radio because. They can count on that. They're going to be talking about current events. Right. Everybody, not every, not everybody, but most people want to know what current events are, and you could do it in a completely different way. So, hey, today, Kesamashawant was on her was on her bandwagon again about Amazon. Right? You lead something, lead it with something like that, and then to say, go off a completely different direction. So, how many packages do you buy from Amazon today? Yeah. You know, you put it out there, so.
0: And it's not like there's a. Uh... A shortage of entertainment type things to talk about. Actors are always doing actory dumb shit. Musicians are always crashing cars
1: and doing drugs. All you got to do is get on Google every single morning. Yeah, and pick out. That's what the radio people do. They go well, they have networks, but go through their stuff. But you're. I've been thinking about
0: doing that too, having more guided conversations, but at the same time, I want to make sure that I leave it kind of open for people to talk about.
1: No, I'm not saying know. change what you're doing. I'm no, no, just saying, no, I'm just saying I s- no, I s- include I somewhere in of. there. Include just one place in there that it's kinda like why it's kinda think like about it this way. Yeah. yeah. Think about it this way. Why do we throw a cover song into a set?
0: Just to have fun. Right. To get but, people's interest so that they get there, that they something that they're familiar with.
1: That's it. Yeah. That's all that was. Yeah, yeah no, I I I love the openness. I think it's it's cool.
0: I've been listening to uh have you ever heard of the trailer part boys? Yes, I have. Okay. A Canadian trio out of uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. They do a, a show that's now on Netflix, and I recently discovered that they have their own podcast. Yeah, oh. where it's just the three of them in character. Oh my god, sitting around talking, and they do it on a video camera too. So there's, you know, you gotta log into their website and be a member and paid member to watch the videos of it. But they also do it on Spotify. They release their 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 their, their weekly podcast, and it's just. Mm-hmm. 35, 40 minutes of them fucking around and talking about current events and news articles and things and so I have been definitely leaning more towards trying to put a little of that into the podcast where we can talk about uh, I mean, it's a good time to be a geek, let me tell you that, with the things that are happening in video games and technology, with uh, the movies and reboots and retreads and continuations that we get Mm -hmm. it's a good time to be a geek and it's a really good time to have these conversations Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something I've been interested in, something that's definitely going to get explored. A bit oh, yeah, further yeah. No, that's cool. But, uh, well, yeah. And I think more people are geeky than we think.
1: Oh, yeah. They're hidden geeks. They're like, and, uh,
0: well, it, here's the thing. And here's an analogy that someone laid out before uh, that I never really thought about that never made sense to me. But you've got uh, when I was in high school, you had the geeks and the jocks mm-hmm. and the geeks are into things like video games and D&D and 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 shit like that, comic books and And the like The jocks are into football And sports And stats And everything else And it's really really hard To sometimes see A correlation between the two But what never really occurred to me Have you ever played fantasy football?
1: A long time ago Okay I haven't But I get it Yeah that's like D&D and D for jocks. Uh, you, we said that at the exact same time. You realize that, right? That's Yeah. I knew where you were going with that. That's
0: D&D for jocks. Dude, You're I was looking a magic user. Stats? I was a
1: badass magic user when I was in... Uh, I got and... killed a lot.
0: The last game I really played D&D-wise, it was, it was actually a Star Wars game, mm. like the old D6 campaigns. And uh, I flew my speeder bike into a wall at a high rate of speed, and that's Jesus. how I died. Uh, <laughs> I never really jumped back into that particular game, but... Um, Yeah, it's just sports people are doing the exact same things that geek people are doing, but they don't see it in the same way. And I'm trying to help people broaden their minds. Think about it like this. You see someone wearing pointed Spock ears or a Starfleet uniform or a Game of Thrones house sigil or uh, a Harry Potter house scarf. They wear their geekiness on their sleeve, sometimes quite literally. But then the nerds or the jocks do the same thing. They're wearing their uh, uh, Russell Wilson jerseys or their Tom Brady jerseys or their New England Patriots or Seahawks hats. All things that are symbolic symbolic of
1: what's important to them. Right. And
0: it's exactly the
1: same thing.
0: Yeah, and then and those, nobody realizes that they're just being nerdy in their own in their own way, but it's called being a joke uh, yeah. well, fuck labels, man. It, it's if you're passionate about something, fuck it, just be passionate about it. If you want to be vocal about it, be vocal about it. Well, the thing is is like I was saying earlier, just don't be shitty about it.
1: Well, you got to be really careful this day and age. W- wasn't so much in the past. because um, I can actually remember this, but now if you wear whatever you wear, Mm -hmm. People are going to associate that you're like, if if, if you wear a shirt that says, fuck you, they're they're going to um, think that you're 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 a negative, um, you know, pessimistic person.
0: I had a shirt from Hell's Kitchen back in the day. Remember Hell's Kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. They had a shirt that was uh, for sale there that I bought uh, that just said um, big, bold white letters on the front. It said, fuck you, pay me. And uh, this actually brings me into a conversation I wanted to have with you. So oh, I'm cool. going to use this as a springboard. Uh, the shirt said, fuck you, pay me. And I used to call that my, uh, my gigging shirt. Because whenever we would go out on a gig, people would try to screw you with money. They would try to short your drink tickets. They would try to pay you with exposure. And I know you had a thing about a year and a half, two years ago. You went off on this. I was like a month long diatribe about. Longer than that. It was. It was a while. It was a long one. I
1: lost some friends during that time. Don't give two shits. Fuck they, them. They weren't. If if I if anyone if they don't get it. If they if, I've I've literally had some people defriend me. Um, I don't even know who they are, and that's the beauty, beauty of it is is if I'm not interacting with them, then why would I miss? It? I mean, I have had a couple of people. There's there's a couple artists who have. Um, a local group who uh who were no longer friends on Facebook um and they are with Jessica and I have no idea. I mean we've not, never had anything but fantastic inter you know con- I mean contact maybe they just got tired of all my positive <laughs> seriously, all my positive ramblings, I don't know. But uh um yeah. Um P- and and for those of you who who
0: don't follow Ray on Facebook, first of all, why not? but second of all uh there is uh, in the music industry and and in artistic venues as a whole people are very quick to try and get you to do what you do for free yeah whether it's go to a, uh, do a performance at a bar to get your name out there to get the exposure or that's a,
1: that's, that's a bad word
0: it is and uh I mean you see it like with artists it's like people are like oh you do you paint can you paint me a picture oh sure i can paint you a picture yeah. um it, here's my rates this is what it what i charge oh well i just thought you would do it for me because we're friends yeah that's exactly the wrong attitude well that that i mean it, it spans all uh, artistic aspects listen, no, i think
1: nobody should do anything um a gift they've been given or a talent they have or a trade skill or or, or technical skill or whatever it is they have it's one thing if your friend calls you and says hey would you mind coming over and helping me cut some cut in you know, a cut and stack a couple cords of wood? My back's really been hurting me lately. Right. Um, I'll make you dinner. I'll get you a couple beers. Okay, cool. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's the biggest in the music scene, um, in the overall art scene in general, but especially the music scene where they'll say, Hey, listen, you can come play on this Friday night. Uh, we want you to play in front of this other band. Um, they're going to get 80% of the door. Um, we'll give you a hundred bucks. Um, but you're going to get, you're going to get to play in front of all their fans. Yeah. Now, there's there's a good reason to. That's why bands co bill and try bill and and open up for each other is because it, and that's why collaboration is so good because you get yourself in front of other people's audiences and they get you get that your people in front of their audiences and or, or their, those bands and mm-hmm. and on and on. But it shouldn't be at the risk of. Um, at your at your integrity and there should be a, there should be a there should be an escalation i mean if you're a young band if you guys are 12 13 14 you just started playing in the clubs and you want to play at uh i don't know let's say louis g's and um uh you, you got a couple other bands there and they're giving you the opening slot for like 20 or 30 minutes you should still get something right um and but if not maybe one or two gigs to get in there and to kind of Build some, some teeth, content. Yeah. cut your teeth build some content do whatever you know but it, there's it's all over the place because i mean i've done i mean strange y'all right did oh, i got us to open up for sticks and credence clearwater got nolan garrett to open up for johnny um johnny lang johnny lang thank yeah. you um and we didn't get paid for any of those um they those artists got paid 35 40 thousand mm-hmm. dollars to play the venue we got the privilege of opening up um and it was a choice we made they where they were willing to give us a couple dozen tickets mm-hmm. for our friends and family would go down there. Um, But uh, so we got some, but we got something. Right. And the way that venue worked out, I don't agree with it, but it's like, you have a choice at that point. Do you a do it and build some more content, that resume right at, you know, in in a great big venue doing whatever, as long as you don't do that all the time. Right. You do it sparingly. And
0: and because and, you can't pay your bills with right. exposure dollars, we've right. tried. We've all tried. Mm-hmm. Look at all the look at all the bills I'm paying with this exposure you gave me. Um, and and I, you may have lost some friends about that, but I as a as a musician myself, I really appreciated your stance on that because I can't tell you the amount of times that I mean I got in, I almost got into a fight. With the fucking door guy at El Corazon in Seattle. A well-known, very well-respected music venue in Seattle. Uh, Lots of great bands have played there. I've played there numerous times. I almost got into a fight with the door guy because I asked about drink tickets. Now, you, you as a musician, you understand the concept of drink tickets. You may or may not get paid. You may or may not... I've played bars where you buy your own beverages. I've played bars where you have an open tab. That's obviously both sides of the same coin. But if you play a venue, you ask about drink tickets. It's just part of the you, procedure.
1: Most of the, most any decent venue is going to give the venue.
0: Right, because a few drinks doesn't cost the bar hardly
1: anything. Right.
0: But uh, this guy got in my face about it and yelled in my face about, well, well, if you sold more tickets, maybe we'd give you some drink or drink tickets for that. And I don't know if you remember Josh, my old bass player. Yeah, tall guy. Big, tall, menacing motherfucker. He held me back. And I'm usually pretty level-headed. Um, I don't fight because I can't fight. I'm bad at it. <laughs> we all know. It. Unless I have a sword in my hand, in which case I'm really, really good with a sword. <laughs> but uh, I trained for 12 years to how to fight with a sword. Oh, really? Um, uh, Renaissance, uh, medieval Renaissance, Italian rapier.
1: Crystal Payette, um, from Limberlost goes to a lot of those things.
0: Nice. May have run into her. You may have. It's not been even, a lot of years, not but not even known it. But, uh, so me level headed me, I almost got into a fight with the door guy and that'll, and I'll down to again, what you were talking about. Uh, uh, Maybe you don't use the term um, exposure. Maybe you want to think about the term uh, reciprocity, is a better term.
1: Yeah, there's got to be something. I mean, there's. You listen, can't I've,
0: just play into a
1: void. I'm not going to mention names, good or bad. There's a bunch of people in this community I've worked with, and they're like, hey, if you do this for me, I'll make sure I hook, do this for you. And they hook me up. Yeah. And there's some who don't, then you know never to work with that person again. Exactly. And it goes, goes both ways. And then we call each other to hook our each other's bands up. I mean, I just called up a. A promo, a local promoter is a dear friend of mine recently and to get some bands for uh july 4th because the promoters there want uh more reggae island bands okay and i know he's got some context but you know you uh you know you work with each other and take care of that but that whole you know here's a beautiful thing that concussion going back to when i talked about last on the last
0: that was what a year and a half ago
1: yeah but, yeah it was last january okay um basically i passed out on a boat celebrating my wife's birthday and um knock the shit out of myself i was down in bed for two weeks with i remember you know uh with no couldn't listen to music couldn't talk couldn't move it was brutal it was brutal and um i came out of that with a simple attitude and that is um so what accidental grace is about it's like you know if you're decent if you give if you listen to people if you joke around you have fun and you give people grace for the things that you don't know they're going through that mm-hmm. make them act a certain way. Um, Then you're gonna you're gonna be a better human being to yourself to them. You don't know how that might affect them and whoever that you know. It's like a domino thing, right? But um, there's there's an element that I did not have before that concussion because I thought oh no that's a shitty attitude. Um, But if you are somebody who would rather um, to my face, you know, um, say nice things and this and that whatever, and then behind my back do nothing but talk shit. And listen, okay, I'm not I'm not talking about stuff here and there. We all do we get we get frustrated. Mm -hmm. Like this band did such and such, we get frustrated. I'm not talking about that or why would this person do this? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like insults and we're better than everybody else and and nobody else has a clue and da da, that and everything is, you know, this and that. Fuck you. That's (laughs) the difference. (laughs) Between the old Ray and the new Ray. And that is, I've lived 52 years. I may not have made it in the music industry as far as what making it means, you know, you know, being U2 or Van Halen or whatever. That doesn't mean I haven't had success. Right. That doesn't mean I know. It. it just means I've made choices along the way because of how I was directed. But to those people out there who think, those artists out there or people in general who think that they are better and their shit doesn't stink and that they're doing it better and that... They're not going to share with anybody and everything is, you know, it's going to be their way or the highway. And if anyone who doesn't do it the way they do it, then they're wrong and all this kind of stuff. I have two words for them. Fuck you. Now, with that being said, one last thing. Fuck you doesn't mean I want anything bad to happen. It's mm-hmm. more of my way of as an adult saying shame on you. Right. Shame on you for spending the that life that you, God gave you or the universe or buddha or whoever gave you on this planet to make an effect i'm not saying we all have to be walt disney but make a fucking difference by making a fucking difference right and my don't main, be so goddamn selfish don't be so goddamn selfish and my main project is strange right and we just came out with the t-shirt and the t-shirt says be fucking kind i love that shirt by the way yeah it's right and, i and and what, what was the jeremy name of, gregory came what's the name the of your new song um inside a place So, uh, uh, so that shirt was the, the the be fucking kind shirt was uh, was designed by Jeremy Gregory, um, who's a local, very well known, established Tacoma artist. Okay. And um, but it's you know it's simple and, and there's uh, there's been a little bit of hubbub here and there about not having that shirt on our website or not having it at stand where families could be and whatever. Right. And it's like we get that. We're not stupid. We know right. that the word fuck. But you know what? When you when you use it as an adjective with the chester cat smile below it. Be fucking kind. It's an exclamation point. It's an adjective describing be kind, but it makes you think.
0: Be kind, damn it. You could say it in any number of ways, but
1: doesn't you doesn't, have
0: happened to have picked my favorite word. So, yeah. uh Kind? Any, no. <laughs> yeah. in, a, in, a, in a just world, it would be kind, but no. Yes. Um, I really like that. And, and in fact, uh, I really like Strangely All Right. I mean, uh, I've gotten to know uh, Reagan a little bit. Yeah. I know, son of a bitch, he is. But one of the coolest things that he does that I that I really enjoy is when he gets in because I mean he gets balls to the wall. He make up and he does costumes and he does. uh, One of his microphones is an old telephone receiver, and it's the coolest thing to watch him on stage just. Belting these songs into a fucking telephone
1: receiver, right? It's, and laying on the floor and doing he whatever. rides
0: around and crawls and jumps and and you, and you know, man. And I appreciate the kudos
1: you're 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 paying our band. I mean, um, uh, I
0: don't mean him out of hand. I mean, this is a hundred percent genuine. I love. Oh yeah, you guys. yeah. No, I know I know that you guys are you, amazing. You, you
1: walk the talk. It's a, it's a you also know us well enough to know that we're all we're all humble. Um, we have a great time. You know, three of the guys in the band are in recovery. Um, Regan. Has, has got his own journey mm-hmm. i've interviewed him before by the way pull him on the down the line definitely think about him he's a great interview
2: no oh, i the shit to he's to done him.
1: in his life with the stripes and touring in asia and a lot of stuff la the whiskey all that kind of stuff there's stuff you probably don't even know about him that he's done he, he's been on the verge many times of like losing it all yeah and he came back from that and had become one of my dearest friends one of the most talented songwriters i know we're currently working on a project right now um it's a, it's just a song, um, not a band. But uh, uh, on drums is Jason Bear from Strange Alright. Guitar is Sean Van Domlin, Regan's going to play bass. Crystal Payette from Limberlost is going to sing lead vocals, and I'm going to play keyboards. And he's producing that. Nice. So he's he's you know he's that guy too. But does uh, it have a name yet? Yeah, it's Will. I ever find love? You've heard the song. That sounds familiar. Will I ever find love? Yeah, trying to sing when I got a crappy, scratchy <laughs> voice. Um, <laughs> but it's a, he, he. What he did to it so far is amazing.
0: I can't wait to hear it Yeah I'm gonna put up A uh, little bit of your song uh, Stuff here as well Oh cool Because I really That's one of the ones That I really enjoy
1: I like that song too
2: Guitar in a fancy car
0: And then uh, you have just recently released a CD we talked about a little Mm -hmm. bit ago, um, Accidental Grace. Accidental Grace. We talked a bit about the inspiration behind, uh, the idea behind it, and and uh, uh, it, it's it seems a very very personal uh, journey.
1: It, it is. I mean, it, it is. It very. It's very perceptive of you. I mean, it, it was. Um, my first album. It was number, this one was number six. My first album was called A Doorway Through Tears, and that was released in two thousand and one. That was a solo piano album. I have that one. And um, you do. I have all of your albums. You do. Uh, you you big schmoopy <laughs> um only for you baby. only for you baby but uh, uh that was a p- and i figured you know i've been thinking about doing a f- follow-up piano album because i've written so much band stuff mm-hmm. um, full band stuff and um the, some of the songs just the first song was called missing your smiles when jessica left to go on a six weeks tour Aww. 2016 i went to europe for now who's the schmoopy oh yeah well, I went on tour with Sweet Kiss Mama to Europe for a month and then came back and four, three or four months later, she went on tour for six weeks and I missed her. So I wrote this ballad and it's called Missing Your Smile, which is on the album. And, and then a couple other songs and I noticed that, um, like there's a song on there called Gods of War and I remember one night I was sitting out back smoking a stogie, as usual. As and, um, it was uh uh it was a bunch of um, uh, Trump rhetoric and it doesn't matter what side and it was... Going back and forth with different world leaders, and I just thought, "Oh, these who do these guys think they are gods?" You know. And I went inside and started writing. And it's funny because you think God's war, you, you you what you'd expect would be something a lot more aggressive and whatever, but it's not. So if I were to write it, it would be very yes, yeah, so it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, no, it, just, it was very personal There was a lot of things that were going on in my life at the time um, Awakenings was the reason the album was a year late Because I just couldn't get outside of my own head to put that down mm-hmm. But it was a good thing I did Because one night towards the end Before I got, done, before I got ready to record it uh, Before I got the actual recording, should I say I got really frustrated one night And just threw my hands down on the keys And hit a A minor, two chord And just something about that chord made me think of this melody Dun, 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 dun. I don't know. I was like, Nah, that's got to be a song. And I was rocking my brain. It wasn't. And I wrote the song in like 10 minutes. ¶¶ super simple you've heard it super simple mm-hmm. um got little classical bits you know and it, little dancing dead. Well,
2: da, 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 that, da da da
0: I'll throw piece of I'll throw piece of that one right here
1: yeah cool um but uh um so I thought the album was written and it wasn't that was the ninth song and so once that was done I knew the album was done and put it out and the big thing about that is is it's a collaboration so um every song is being is you know the album was put out the songs were put out every one of the nine songs is I, I given to a specific music artist mm-hmm. and they're collaborating. So they're doing their own versions of the songs, what that inspired them to do. Some have completely ripped them apart and changed everything. Some have just played over the top of them. Some have added and done a little bit of both. Um, and then I also did the same thing with visual artists. Nice. So nine visual artists and those have, I've been releasing those on Facebook, but they're also on my website, accidental And, um, for you, Kevin, and for any other artists out there who are listening um the the nine music artists and the nine visual artists that I chose um were very for very specific reasons at the time the album came out but um this is a collaborative ongoing effort so if you listen to my album, if you hear anything whether you go on Spotify or whatever, and if you love it and you can't afford the ten bucks for the album. Um, just email me I'll send it to you for free just give me your address I'll send it to you for free if you're going to enjoy it um, and if you're an artist who uh, um, who hears something that touches them they want and you want to collaborate with me like saying if you want to take if there's any one of the songs you're like I want to rip this apart just take this one part out of here and do the rest of it a certain way by all means do and um, I'll you keep know, that in mind I've been yeah. looking for
0: an excuse to kind of bang heads with you uh, on a track yeah uh,
1: for about Seven years, eight we've years, been talking so. about it for a while. It, it'll, it'll happen, man. Eventually. We're sitting down here talking. Yeah. Sometimes it's just all about, you know, making that plan, brother. Timing. You and, and I, you yeah. and I, last week said, or however we did it, we said we need to talk on this date. You stuck to your thing. You reached out. We put the date down. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. We'll do the same thing with the song. Absolutely.
0: And and again, like I said, that's one of the things that I've always really admired about you is you've got this integrity about you when you talk music, when you talk. Promotion. When you talk, uh, any aspect of what it is you're doing, if you say something, you're going to do it. You're going to bend over backwards to do it. And, and sometimes, I mean, we all know shit comes up, but uh, most of the time,
1: I, sometimes um,
0: things happen. Yeah, but more than any other person that I've had the pleasure of interacting with, uh you you're a man of your word, and, and and you handle yourself in a way that is uh, primarily constructive and and very. Uh,
1: Besides the whole fuck you thing, right?
0: Bent towards education. Yeah. We all say fuck you at one point or another. I wrote a fucking song called Fuck You, for God's sake. Hmm. Uh, and, and the reasoning behind that song was, is very kind of a similar vein. Is is uh, uh, And in fact, some of the lyrics to that song, uh, there's a story I'm going to tell about that song before we go here too, but uh, the lyrics to that song was it's, uh, for those who hold you down, for those who break your pride, for those who make you suffer and leave you dead inside, fuck you, you know? And so it was very, uh, I like that driven towards the people who would, you know, try to keep you down. And, and that brings me to one of my favorite stories about, uh, how you and I started interacting is, uh, we played a s we played a show per eyes my old band. Uh, we played a show at Luigi's, uh, we opened for a band called head P e. head P and, uh, head P for those of you who don't know is, uh, kind of a surf punk metal thrash thing. And uh we were really excited. They were they were really huge in the 90s and early 2000s. And we were excited to get a chance to play with them. And uh, so we opened the show for them. And we opened the show with Fuck You. We wanted, knowing who the band was we were playing with, we wanted to open strong and get aggressive. And we knew the kind of crowd that they draw. And I remember playing a really good show and, and staying around and head had put on a, a hell of a show and we get done with the show. And the next day I got an email from you and the email from you was you had interacted with Louie, hmm. uh, the guy who owned Louis G's at the time. Hmm. And uh, Louie had expressed to you because he knew that we were, we were talking and uh, you had helped us get the show there uh, that he had almost pulled the plug on us because we opened with a, a song. Fuck you. And he almost pulled the plug on us right away uh, because it's an all-ages venue and you obviously showed no thought, no care about uh, your audience and this, that, and the other thing. And that hurt. I mean, as as an artist, as a, as a musician, that hurt. And so what I did is instead of reacting instinctively, which would be to lash out and just be like, well, fuck you, you know?
1: Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I was just passing on.
0: Yeah, no. You literally just passed on the message from Louie to kinda to kinda gauge my response. Right.
1: I didn't think it, I, I yeah, I didn't think. It wasn't it from go. you. Yeah.
0: But uh and and I took the time that it was necessary and I think I sat on it a couple days and then I came back and I wrote like this two page email to you, um, basically saying, you know, he can say that we didn't uh gauge our audience. He can say that we didn't uh, act appropriately or accordingly, but I submit to you we did. I said, I've listened to head PE's music. I know what they sing about. I know what their audience is about. I know how they act on stage. I know who we were playing for. I said, I tailored my act in that manner. If we were playing with fucking boy band or whatever else, we wouldn't have opened so NSYNC. strong. sync, yeah. We wouldn't have opened quite so strong. But the fact of the matter is, and what I said in the email was, if you sit and listen to the category of music or the catalog of music that this band plays, they talk about violence. They talk about uh, gang violence, drugs, alcohol, um, very aggressive topics, and they swear as well. Right. And I said, I put to you that we chose our audience quite exactly and I said, I can appreciate your position. And, and, and me talking through you to, to Louie, I said, right. I can appreciate your position, but you're wrong. And I left it at that. There was no name calling. There was no bitterness. There was no bile. And and I remember you emailed me back. And that's when you emailed me back and said, I want you to join the record label. And, and that always gets me when I think about it. Because you understood what it took to write
1: that. Yeah. And you stood your ground.
0: Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. I didn't pussyfoot around and go. Oh, sorry, sorry. I guess and, I should have. You know, and
1: and and that's an interesting thing because I wasn't. Uh, I mean, my thing is, and I've always been this way. Is maybe it's a sales guy's guy in me. No matter, not okay. There's some things I won't say that I, feedback I get, whatever. Like, oh, they fucking sucked. I'm not gonna. Most hone of them, I'm craft. not gonna push that forward. hone your craft. But, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, there are certain things because if I didn't say something to you about that and then the next time you were at louis g's and said something to you said hey did ray talk to you about what my you know what we talked about and you say i don't know what you're talking about then i'm fucked
0: and that's funny because the next time we actually played at louis louis came up to me and he said i've been listening to your cd i really enjoy it and so it's like okay so now we're, we're on the other side of that we made it through that part so well and i don't it remember, was really
1: kind of cool yeah and i don't remember it's been a while i don't remember exactly how my interaction with louie but a lot of it was probably honest i mean he he he's in a tough spot sometimes because he's you know he's add right you know andy uh but you know running a, a all-ages venue and this and that i mean you can never uh you can't win
0: you can't tell from day to day how it's gonna exactly. maybe you get that that but you had the ball s- to stand soccer up mom yourself. karen in the audience yeah. who's like oh
1: my god my little timmy was affected how dare you use such vile language? But you but you stood up for yourself and that's all that matters.
0: Well yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of ways you can stand up for yourself without being a dick. Right, right. I mean definitely for me there was a lot of swearing and a lot of you know angst and and pissiness behind the scenes but sure. You know, oh, yeah,
1: there always is. I mean, that's why you filtered out, and that's why you have outlines and actual drafts. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. C- comes to another, like, I'm talking like this is where the Beatles or something like this. Another expression that Strange all Right has is love always wins, so don't be a dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's all positive and shit, and it's like that little reprimand on the end. It's like, <laughs> well, and love always that, wins. You that's the fuck. way
1: if you listen, um, if you listen to, uh, the lyrics that Rick is ringing and sean are the primi- primary songwriters the mm-hmm. and I mean, they let us do our thing right you know at our parts but um they write the songs And if you listen to the lyrics they're very clever um but be fucking kind love always wins don't be a dick what do those two things have in common they're not they they, they utilize they're using things that are traditionally um can be not offensive, but um, negative or negative or whatever. And they're doing it, but they're spinning it in a positive way. It's very clever.
0: And I try to do that with a
1: lot of my lyrics too. So I really appreciate the,
0: the subtleness to it. Uh, It's kind of like co-opting something for something negative for a positive reason. Oh yeah. I mean, you got
1: it. Understanding the poet behind the lyrics is important. I mean, I mean, go back to one of the original poets which people, their mouths might drop when I say this, but if you go back to Jay Z and no doubt, um. Is it no doubt?
0: Or um,
1: I don't know what's the line you're looking for. No, it's a, it's an, it's the name of his debut album. Oh, okay. My part of being sick and being up, you know, on cold medicine. Anyway, Jay Z's debut debut album. Um, it's filled full of a lot of very very clever lyrics and and talking about perspective and wh- how he's growing up and and this and that and um you know that's whether you're Jay Z or whether you're Bono or whether you're You know um steven tyler or david gilmore or um you know cliff from metallica or whoever the hell you are you know i mean um they've got to mean something and and being clever is like the country world is not about always being clever they they do some clever stuff of course but a lot of that is storytelling right but i think storytelling is great because it either either there's a hero or there's or it's a sad ending or it's a it starts out bad ends up with a happy ending or right but i like clever stuff I there's like always guys.
2: a
0: progression
1: i like the, yeah i really like the clever stuff like miranda lambert does and carrie underwood and some of these guys were were there or or anyone for that matter where you're right and you're you're going down one path and then you get to the end and it turns it around mm-hmm. and i yeah, just love that stuff and, and I quote a lot of
0: Tupac. I, I think Tupac oh, was in the same vein uh, as far as uh, uh, poetry and, and, and trying to get a message across. And one of the things I was just having this conversation with my wife, we were talking about friends that aren't friends anymore or people that we don't really necessarily associate with anymore. And I'm going to badly butcher the quote, but the quote from Tupac was basically like, just because we're not friends anymore doesn't mean I don't want you to eat. Right, just right. not at my table. Right, right, right. Right, and so I've been feeling that a lot, especially in the political agenda or things like that. There are definitely people that I've drifted away from for whatever reason, and it's not like I wish you ill. No, I mean, I'm not, like, actively seeking your demise. Sure, sure. But it's just like I don't have to gravitate towards it, and we were talking a little bit about that with your uh, with your friend's situation and your friend's circle on Facebook and whatnot, oh, yeah. and, exactly. and I think that kind of uh, – I was thinking of that when you were
1: talking about that, so – By the way, just to clarify, it was not no doubt, reasonable doubt, reasonable doubt. Yeah, Jay, that's Jay Z's. uh, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, I believe that was '96, uh, Notorious
0: B.I.G. lately. Sure.
1: Yeah, I'm. You know, it's funny because I'm not uh, the biggest hip hop fan in the world, um, um, but I there are certain ones I enjoy, and I I, one of the reasons I enjoy. Jay Z is why I also enjoy 50 Set and certain songs because the music behind it, mm-hmm. a lot of you know really cool keyboards and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and that's why I always grew towards uh, the uh, Dr. Dre's and the, the Snoop Dogs and the Warren G's and all that. That G Funk era was really they sampled a lot of you know the funk records and and stuff from back in the seventies and and the eighties, and I really really enjoyed listening to those samples, uh, taking a new direction. So. But anyway, like I said, I figured we could talk, probably sit here and talk for another four or five hours easy, but mm. we'll plan that out for another day because yes. uh, I, if we're going to do that
1: and need a cigar and a whiskey. So. Exactly. And, well, and more importantly, me not feeling. Not feeling like dog shit.
0: Yeah. yeah. But uh, Ray, I really just want to I want to thank you for taking the time to, sure, to no sit problem. down and talk with me about all this. and uh, or, s- or lay down as I'm doing. Right or now. recline, or relax. is your house. Down. Do what you want. As okay. long as you got pants on, I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Damn it! I knew there was a catch. Damn it! There's always something.
1: Damn it, Jim! There's something, <laughs> something <laughs> on the wing. Some Sorry,
0: you guys can't see it, but he's making the face and everything too. Like a super oh over exaggerated William Shatner. The worst.
1: The worst William Shatner ever was when they're in the bottom of that. When they're when Khan just took Genesis, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Khan, super cheesy, yeah, yeah." Oh, anyway sure. yes i enjoy but, sorry to derail us but yes i've had a great time and if you've ever listened to this podcast derailing is kind of how it goes sweet
0: <laughs> but uh off the rails will be another topic yeah, yeah. there you go that's
1: where we're gonna it's talk been about fun man it's been fun i'll uh when you uh when this bad boy's ready to go out you let me know and i'll It'll probably be up sh- tomorrow honestly sweet yeah, let, let me know i'll, and I'll share it to all the peeps
0: but uh ray thank you for uh taking the time uh anything else you want to plug before we
1: uh call it a good um. Yeah, I mean if you're out there um, Wanting to hear some new music um, Why don't you check out Um We'd have a new single Excuse me, a new single that just came out Called Inside a Place We had a, um, a video that we uh, released uh, Last summer called Raining Nonsense Which is a lot of fun And we have a lot of other stuff happening and coming And new music coming out um, And then also Jessica-Lynn Hyphen with an E, L-Y-N-N-E, so Jess- wwwjessica w an e, um, And Jessica is exploding, playing all over. She's going to be playing at the Spring Fair in Minnesota and Colorado and Oregon-Washington festivals all over the place. So she is
0: exploding. You know, she, they say she'll she come with a warning label.
1: Yes, that's right. That's her newest <laughs> album. Look at you. And her, on May 9th at the Auburn Avenue Theater, um, she is, uh, tickets are up, I believe, you can find them on our website. Um, she's releasing a song that we sent her to Nashville in, on December ninth um, to record. Um, to record a song, her new newest single called "Crazy on the Outside." Nice. And uh, you definitely got to play that on this podcast. It's great. It's it's going to be every guy's and every girl's anthem.
0: <laughs> well, I think uh I uh I'm gonna have to conversate with uh with Ms. Lynn and see if I can get her on the podcast as well.
1: Yes. Because... You guys can both pull out your communicators. <laughs> I'm not
0: saying start I don't eight, have one. Start eight four, five. Next six time I'll, point I'll wear two. my Starfleet uniform
1: next time I come back. I have one too. Do you really? She borrows it every now and then, yeah.
0: Which 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 uh, gold? Uh, uh, the old TOS era? Yeah. See, I got a gold uniform, too, but it's from the Deep Space Nine. It's got the quilted gray shoulders and the gold turtleneck underneath it. Oh, look at you go. Super nerdy. But uh, anyways, we could ramble forever. But I want to thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the Fuel Your Fandom podcast. As always, I've been Saint. If you want to find us, again, www.fuelyourfandom.net. And uh, as always, I remind you that everything is fandom, and fandom is everything. Take care.